Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. I'm Lindsay. And we're so happy to be here. Clothed and full of excitement. (laughs) (laughs) Clothed and secure. (sighs) Season 22, episode two. I do love it when timing works out. Actually, oh, I actually do have a timing announcement, which is we obviously knew that launching a Game of Thrones season the week of the launch of the new House of Dragons show, our timing is impeccable. Yes. Truly. If I do say so myself. Did you guys watch it? Oh, heck yes. Indeed. What'd you think? Are you guys hooked so far? Are your dragons breathing? (laughs) How hot? Is your hair blonde? (laughs) Platinum? I'm like, ah, my people. (laughs) Are your roots brightening (laughs) as we speak? (laughs) I've gone platinum. (laughs) I'm already hooked. I mean, I just love that whole entire world. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there was a scene I had to watch on mute and I hid behind my laptop because I couldn't watch the bottom two-thirds of the screen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I knew that that was coming. I had read, it was trending on Twitter. So I saw that something I needed to dodge (laughs) was part of the episode. So I hid for a few minutes, but other than that, I loved it. I love Damon Targaryen already. It's just, what a character. You guys remember what I looked like filming the goofy quickie? I actually don't, because I couldn't see you the entire time. (laughs) Caleb was like, you watch this basically because I do a combo of I'll put my sweatshirt over my face and then plug my ears because I can't even I have to tune it all out because I but I even do that sometimes with the jousting. I get so I'm such a wimp. Yeah, like that's that was that whole scene. I was like, I can't even watch yeah. it. Was that the scene when the dragons destroyed the Dorito factory <laughs> and Lindsay? Like, I was like, no, <laughs> make it stop. I can't even listen to this. <laughs> I can't even. There's so much crunch. There's so much crunch. George. <laughs> oh, flaming hot. Yeah, um. It was, you know, they had to come out, set a tone, and a tone was set. Did, you know, Allie, from reading, because you read the book, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Well, sure did. The, the most literate of the three of us. Yeah, truly. <laughs> How did it feel compared to at least what you remember from the book? I'm sure it was like one page. Well, it's funny because that entire, there's like a whole scene that's just based off of like one paragraph from the book. It's great. I mean, the book is written almost like a history book without a reliable narrator. And it's they'll kind of present a story and say, well, this person said this happened and there was rumors that this person thought this happened. So you don't really have like a clear perspective on the history as you're reading the book. So I think that the show is going to clarify that, which is kind of cool. So you might get more like 
canon. This is what actually happened. I mean, I think they're doing a great job of bringing the various characters to life. I think that, you know, Viserys and Damon and Rhaenyra and yeah, I love it. I'm in. The High Towers, the Sea Snake, like it's all these fun characters that are just, I don't know. It's just so fun to see uh, them get depicted in real life because they are so interesting in the book. Okay. And then my last question was, was um, which dragon is the hottest to you? <laughs> which dragon would you bang? Ooh, probably. There's one called, um, I think it's called Sunspear. I'm trying to remember. Oh. I read the book a long time ago. That's like a golden dragon. If I remember, I could be wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong, guys. It's like Sunspear. There's a name like that, and it's like this beautiful golden dragon. So we haven't seen that one yet. But Very bangable. Ooh, who do we meet? Cyrax and Syraxes and... I got to be honest. I really struggle with any name that isn't um, Allie Lindsay or Danny. And, <laughs> Honestly, uh, so, so do our listeners. And they can't even get those three right. So. <laughs> yeah, you mean Cheryl, Stephanie? I'm a man of the people. And I also... so. I, also, it does not help that they all look the same with just the yeah. bright blonde hair. Yeah. So it's going to take me at least more than 45, you know, 60 minutes to understand who's... Who? I like, um, now I'm blanking on her name, but she's married to the sea snake, the aunt who got passed over. Uh, Rainus. I like her. I like the actress who plays yeah. her. The queen who never was. The queen who never was. I really, I'm like, yeah, I like you. Yeah, she's good. The fun part is they're going to jump around in time a little bit in this series, which is cool. But yeah, I think the casting's awesome. Otto Hightower is going to be such a good antagonist to the story. And Ooh. yeah, it's good. Ooh. I remember when Game of Thrones came out, I was in school and HBO did like a special. Elementary? I was a baby. <laughs> I was in preschool and they HBO did a special, uh, like a special viewing on campus of my college and all my friends went and I was like, you guys are losers and like jokes on me. So now I'm like. <laughs> Who's the loser now? Oh, yeah. I, d- I watched the first episode of House of Dragons. I was there when it started with literally every other human who set streaming records. I think we told you guys this, but when the final season of Game of Thrones came out, the long night episode, which was like the battle at Winterfell, was Lindsay and I were in Miami and we were staying at Soho House and they were doing a screening outside and we were like, we have to get front row for this. So we got there really early and posted up and it was one of my favorite viewing experiences I've ever... Wasn't it the best one? It was so good. It was a perfect night out. And because... I feel like those episodes where they were just battles the whole time are really <sighs> difficult to watch. Either you're like, it's so gory or you're sort of just like desensitized or bored or like there's not a lot of plot. And so having people ooh and ah and like scream and stuff, like yeah, like I was like, we're in the Coliseum. It was great. It was chaos. And then we knew that some of our favorite characters weren't going to make it out of that episode. And I was, I remember feeling very stressed about one character in particular that I had a feeling wasn't going to survive episode three and I remember just kicking my leg in the yeah, air we were like, like ah! punching the air ah, nah! not very cool customers <laughs> no but as you get dragged out of Soho House Miami like please and we have been banned we've never seen behavior like this so dorky <laughs> okay House of Dragons what about another kind of house house party house of love fever House of Lefevre. House of Lefevre is expanding. House of Lefevre has expanded. And you celebrated. We celebrated this past weekend with a, we called it a baby party <laughs> because it was not really a baby shower in the traditional sense. It was co-ed. We had a party at the house. 
We catered it with all sorts of yummy brunch foods. We played a really absurd competitive game (laughs) with everyone. We assigned random teams. And it was really funny because there was one team that was really stacked. And it had Matt's brother Mike on it because he knew a lot of like certain answers to things. And But he kept misreading all the questions (laughs) for some reason. So they only won by like two points. It was... I couldn't believe it. I was like, you overconfident. Like, what is wrong with you today? <laughs> but we had, it was so much fun. And then, um, yeah, so it was about, people were over for like four or five hours. And then a little bit smaller of a group of us went to a bar after and just continued the hang till like the evening, which was so fun. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a very un-baby shower shower, which is what I wanted. I didn't really want like baby decor or pastel pinks. You didn't do the, what's the game that is so awful where you have to guess the candy bar in the diaper? Oh, like smell the chocolate smeared in a diaper? Oh, I guess the candy bar. You know what's funny? I actually love baby shower games. I love games in general. Just any game you can throw at me, I like get hyper competitive over the stupidest things. So I, I enjoy them, but I didn't really want to host. I didn't want to subject other people to games because I... I think I just like games. That's just part of my personality, but most people hate shit like that. So I thought, okay, if we do like more fun, adult, non-baby theme games, everyone will be a good sport. Although I did make everyone go around our living room and say how they knew Matt and I. I'm so You know what? I was just going to interject and say, games I can play, but when they're like, everyone introduce yourself and say one fun thing, but do one icebreaker and Allie's like, that's how we kicked it off. <laughs> I know. They're going to kill me. I get the heart of it. I see why you'd want that. Well, there was just some people there that had never met each other, but they kind of lived near each other. And I thought, well, you know, people are sitting on teams and mingling. Like, why not? have everyone give a little bit more context, but I was like, guys, I know you're going to hate this when I'm about to pitch. So, you know, bear with me, but yeah, it was great. And, um, yeah, like we're, I don't know. It's just weird. Like just looking at all the baby stuff going, I'm going to have to figure all this out and make use of it. And it just, everything kind of looks the same. It's like, I don't know. When is the baby going to use that seat versus that seat? Oh. Like, isn't that the same thing? They're like, oh, no, that's zero to three months. And that's three to nine months. And that's <laughs> after 12 months they move into that. I'm like, oh, my Lord. Oh, Lord. Whew, so, yeah, it's a, you know, real evolution. Allie's trading in the fanfic for the user manuals. She'll be up till 3 a.m. <laughs> so, scouring. Yeah. Almost as exciting of a read. Yeah. Almost. I won't be, uh, yeah, up at 5 a.m. reading Dramione anymore. PWP, parent what parent? (laughs) 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 Well, we love it. We love you. Dini, I feel like you were at a wedding. We were at a wedding. Um, It was uh, Marco's cousin and, and our best friend. And it was lovely. It was so much fun. Was it in town? It was in town, and it was at the the groom's parents' house in the backyard. And oh, that's fun! It was lovely. Her brother and his friends were in a band with the some of the members of Plain White Tees, and they stopped <laughs> performing just before the Plain White Tees broke. And so their band was these guys from that, which was pretty cool. So. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that was super fun. And it was, yeah, it was just all around a great, great magical evening. That's exciting. That was our last, like, big, like, involved wedding. So now we're ready for not that. <laughs> for Hibernation. To hibernate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got two more weddings this summer. This summer? I feel like all of a sudden I have all these weddings. Like, yeah. 
I've got uh, my friends Alex and Maria, oh, right. and then my best friend from high school, Laura. That's right. And yeah, it's weird. I just I feel like I had a bit of a dry spell with going to weddings, and now you know this has been a it's happening stacked year. You're welcome, love, Danny, <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I was gonna try to come up with a segue to do the um, blowdown, but I don't have one. But I do think we should. Do it. Oh, wait. I feel like, Allie, you had a quick announcement for a fun email and gift that someone sent us. Oh, yeah, we do. We had a uh, submission by one of our listeners named Joel who remixed our original Potterotica music and intercut it with the Marvel soundtrack. And so it has this kind of um, ethereal, magical Harry Potter vibe mixed with Marvel. It's very fun. So we're going to play it at the end of the episode so you can hear it. It's great. I'm bummed that we're not doing a Marvel season because we would have been able to kick off the episode with it. But I know. it's wonderful. What a fun surprise. Thank you so much for doing that. It was great. Basically, they were listening and said they had started so early and they didn't realize that we had changed um, intro music. And so they were listening and they said, oh, this music sounds too magical for some of these other fandoms you're in right now. Let me jazz it up a little bit. So it's awesome. So you guys will hear that at the end. Pulled out the upright, start jazzing it up <laughs> with a little marble. <laughs> so cool. Thank you, Joel. The ending of that song is really fun too. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So that was so fun. You listen to that at the end of the episode. And I think there's nothing much else to do except get nakeder and afraider. Yes, and reminder, Music League is live. All the info is posted. We don't know who won because of the way we record. Okay, now blow down. Also, Danny, you have to invite me back in because I didn't play last season, so I'm not ah, in. Yes. I will, yes, I will add you right now. <laughs> Saboteur! <laughs> oh, I accidentally <laughs> left you off last season. That's Allie weird. paid me $9 to sabotage you. <laughs> so weird. There's going to be some insider uh, trading or insider. Baseball? Uh, insider? I hardly know her. <laughs> A lot of insiders. There we go. Let's blow. Well, not inside, but outside is my segue into the blowdown because Perfect. this story is set in a reality show called Naked and Afraid. And, our, and John and Danny are paired up and they're trying to survive. Right? That's pretty much, they've met each other. We've heard day one from Danny's perspective. I think this next episode kicks it off from John's perspective. But last, we were with them. She was looking at his naked tush, his buns of Valerian steel, as they walked to, um, they were just walking towards the river, right? They wanted to get there by Mm -hmm. like sundown so they could set up camp. And they each brought a weapon, and Danny brought a fire starter, right? She did, yeah. A little dragon. And John brought Valerian steel, like a knife. Blade, yeah. I yeah. think so. So Okay. What if your like worst case scenario, your partner just like it's like, Oh, I bought forty condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, I brought squid hats. <laughs> I'd be Danny on naked and afraid. I got a, a can of tuna and a diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I brought all the essentials. Squid hats, penis candy, tuna salad. And and coffee. What did he put his seafood salad and <laughs> yeah. coffee? You laugh, but when I'm in the ocean wearing that squid hat and I attract and eat a squid, you'll be the one <laughs> laughing. When I'm full, <gasps> joke's on you. That's true. We're going to want your calamari. When I blend in with a school of calamari, <laughs> I'll need your hatchet to cut them in half. 
when you get eaten by a shark because I think you are yourself calamari. <laughs> we'll be laughing from the shore. Hey, look at that gay squid because the squid was so calamari. <laughs> Uh, Did they just drop a new type of gay squid? <laughs> squid games with a Y. Uh, okay, let's find out. Well, without further ado, let's do it. Speaking of gay squids. It's Danny's time. Speaking of a kettle of glittery squids, it's my turn to read. <laughs> uh, uh, let's do it. John, day one. This was supremely unfair. He thought he'd considered every possibility. He had done copious amounts of research when he learned he'd be at Dragonstone, had assumed he was fully prepared for any eventuality. A skilled partner would be good, a less skilled perfectly acceptable. He made his living leading survivalist classes in the North, usually in the North. How would you say it, Allie? In the North. In the North. Do I have a John Snow voice? I don't know. I feel like it's within your range. The North. Oh, that was very good, Lindsay. John Snow. Yeah, he kind of talks. John Snow. John Snow. In the North. The North. The North remembers how to survive in the wilderness. Because I'm such a good teacher. (laughs) Leading survivalist classes in the North. Usually the rich, elite sort of couples who wanted to feel like they were roughing it, usually needing John to bail them out with the always constant threat of death in the icy tundras and cold mountain peaks. Do you think it's the Night King? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I... Night King Adventures. Uh (laughs) Night Kink. Hey. Uh, That's good. Write that down. (laughs) Grab your quill. He had been ready for every outcome except this one. Apparently, he only deals with ugly people. Except for the smoke show. Yeah. Old gods take him. He'd gone and found himself with this woman as a partner, and he wasn't sure how much longer he could take it. She was fucking beautiful. Devastatingly beautiful, even without a stitch of makeup on. Likely the sort of girl who just threw on clothes and ran a brush through her hair and declared themselves ready for the day, which was usually true. Her body was equally as magnificent but he'd been relieved that she'd managed to hide her most scintillating parts from view. Mostly. Just looking at her made his mouth water, and he felt like the worst sort of pervert, even glancing in her direction, grateful for his own bag as it concealed his <laughs> persistently aroused state every time she came oh, no. grunting back into the clearing with more materials for their walls and roof. Oh my God. You guys, do you think his dick points true north? <laughs> and that's yeah, his oh compass? Yeah, for sure. Just like like a little bird just like lands on it. Yeah. <laughs> it the north remembers. He's like, we're going the wrong way. <laughs> Follow the weirwood. <laughs> also like, he's got a, a big knife in that bag, doesn't he? That's what she said. His machete. I'm just saying it. I don't know if he was planning on being circumcised this trip, but... Right, be careful. (laughs) Easy, buddy. (laughs) You better go flaccid before you hack any trees down. (laughs) Just Danny in the tent. Day seven. Well, my partner finally (laughs) chopped off his dick with a machete. (laughs) (laughs) Welp. (laughs) She was shorter than him, which was a fucking miracle, as he wasn't the tallest of men. Certainly not in the north. But she barely reached his shoulder though her small size did nothing to dissuade her from loading her arms down with palm fronds 
and hauling them mm-hmm. to the shelter they were constructing with a plum. <laughs> <laughs> we can do fronds with benefits. <laughs> they palms and fronds. What are palm fronds? They'll pump you up. <laughs> the leaves. Fronds? Fronds, like fronds, yeah, kind of palm tree, like the big frond. Like instead of a palm leaf, it's a palm frond. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, do you think it's unfair for him to call himself short, being from the north, when he hangs out with people named Tormund Giantsbane? I mean, that seems like what are the it's odds true. of you being taller than that guy? You're as big as my dog right. back home. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> she knew what she was doing too. She she had gathered enough wood for the night. As soon as they'd chosen this fairly flat stretch of land, a short walk to the blue, shining lake nearby, and had a fire going while he'd still been cutting limbs for their shelter framework. She didn't complain. She worked steadily, though she had to be as thirsty as he was, insisting that they finish the shelter before they ventured out for water. Do you picture her going like, I'm Daenerys Targaryen, breaker of branches. Do you know how she does that long intro yeah. of herself? Yeah. <laughs> Mother like, of okay, dragon. Okay, okay. <laughs> Mother of forest, breaker of branches. Gather of fronds. <laughs> <laughs> I love learning new words. She didn't complain. She was perfect. Absolutely fucking perfect. And he was slowly going mad. He shook himself, Uh-oh. focusing instead on lashing two sturdy <laughs> limbs together, the pair having agreed that a raised shelter would be best. There were all manner of insects on the island, some benign and some decidedly more malicious. He'd prefer not to wake up covered in bug bites if it could be helped. This was going to be uncomfortable enough. He stood, stretching his back, and then circling the frame he'd set up, testing the strength of the structure with several hard pushes when she reappeared again. Danny walked over, tossing down another in the endless armload of greenery, and smiled up at him, before looking over the shelter again. Looks good, she declared, and John found himself absurdly pleased in the face of her approval. Think it'll hold us? John motioned to the pile of wood beside him. We'll find out, he said. He had attached the walls in the design of a standard tent, forming a triangular structure in which the walls and roof were one and the same. It wasn't ideal, perhaps, but it was the quickest he could build, feeling the press of time as the sun began its journey towards the horizon. If you want, you can start working those through the sides so that maybe we can get this done with a little time to spare. Danny was perfectly agreeable, or maybe she was just perfect. He wasn't sure. But she set to work, skillfully working the wide, leafy fronds through the thin sapling. (laughs) He'd attach the main frame. Wango. Fronds, wango. (laughs) The walls taking shape steadily as he set to work in securing the floor. I like to think that the structure of this is the... um, King's Landing. (laughs) (laughs) King's Landing strip. um, Is the the swallows. (laughs) The deadly swallows. Of course. (laughs) King's Landing Strip is also a good yep. episode title. Mish, I thought of that Ooh. this morning. Did you? Oh, that's great. Summoned. I don't know why I was thinking of King's Landing, and I was like, have we ever done a landing strip? No, I don't think so. D- didn't we do something with when Draco gave Hermione like a wax via a spell? We did something about pubic hair, but I don't think it was landing oh, sure. strip. No, I don't do think it was landing mean? strip, though. Okay. But yeah, I think we did. Well, so far, we know how Danny has been beating around the bush, but we don't know what the shape of hers is. <laughs> If that didn't hold, they'd spend a miserable night on the ground, and primitive structure building was his specialty. Or so he'd like to think. (laughs) She provided the fire, and he'd be damned if he didn't provide his own usefulness today. He set about finishing the mindless work, letting his hands work up a rhythm, clearing his mind of any and all thoughts of his partner, 
past his growing admiration for her work ethic. He was definitely not thinking about her tits, <laughs> but they were great. You'll get used to it, he scolded himself. In a few days, you won't even notice she has tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, where'd those come from? Whoa, Danny. Weird. Do you not come with tits? Have you had these this whole time? <laughs> I didn't notice. I literally have not been paying attention. <laughs> More likely, he'll touch poison ivy and his eyes will be so closed he won't be able to see them. <laughs> Perfect. He chuckled mirthlessly to himself. Not bloody likely, but maybe his cock would settle down at least. He wasn't sure he'd be able to bear it if she noticed. Is he building this entire structure with a giant boner? <laughs> I mean, it seems dangerous. It does. Wood knows wood. Ah, I'm home. <laughs> he just has to, he just like rests tools on it while he goes. <laughs> he wasn't sure he'd be able to bear it if she noticed, and he focused every part of his mind not dedicated to the action of his hands to the task of thinking of very unpleasant things. John realized with a start that he was finished with the final tie-off, and he backed out of the almost-finished shelter to find Danny working nimbly on the second wall of their little lean-to. Nice work, he commented, making sure the troublesome parts of his anatomy were at least partly concealed and standing just behind her, (laughs) watching her work. Sweat was rolling off him now, though dusk would be soon upon them, and the thought of a drink was taunting him steadily. He was thirsty enough, at least, to be only vaguely distracted by the shapely curve of her ass. Don't look! The warning in his head had him moving his eyes to the tree line. (laughs) He moved to the perimeter of their camp as she finished, tucking his machete away and looking down towards the dying glint of the sun on the lake just below them. We ought to be far enough from the water that the bugs will give us some room. Fire should help with that, too. She didn't say anything in response, and when he turned... She said, fire! (laughs) Dracarys! She didn't say anything in response, and when he turned, he saw she'd completed the wall and was standing a yard away from him, a smile ticking the corners of her lips up. I appreciate that you're not trying to ogle me, John, but I'm not going to get any less naked, and neither are you. We might as well get used to it. What? (laughs) I was looking at the wall. I love walls. You know this. I'm all about walls. I'm the wall guy. (laughs) Watcher of the wall, Jon Snow. Never heard of him. Hello. (laughs) Of the tits. I mean, the wall. (laughs) He tried to look surprised, but he wasn't sure it was successful. Uh, I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what you mean. (laughs) I'm too wild and crazy guy. He doesn't a Steve Martin impression. Steve Martin. <laughs> she snorted, her hand flying up to stifle her laughter as she sauntered over to him, pinning with him with her odd violet eyes. I could feel you staring at my ass. He couldn't help but chuckle, ducking his head as she began to laugh as well. She swatted at his bicep, giving him an understanding look. Don't feel too bad. I stared at yours plenty. She began to walk, hips swaying in a way he decided was best ignored. Picking a path down to the water, he followed, glaring playfully at her when she peeked over her shoulder at him, grinning. I knew it. <laughs> not sure, I'm not sure why he's such a doofus. Um, he f- <laughs> I hey. knew it. <laughs> hey. Uh, just as I suspected. <laughs> what I thought all along. <laughs> You're just draining any sex appeal out of Jon Snow. <laughs> I knew <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, that's, this, this is my vision. I'm, I'm reading. Okay. When you read, okay. you can have sexy Jon Snow back. 
This is a director's cut. <laughs> he's, bro- he's brooding just like we remember him. <laughs> he followed her merry laugh until they emerged from the trees and stepped carefully down to the muddy shore. She shrugged at him when he pulled even with her, both of them studying the water for a few seconds before their eyes met again. Hey, is that a gay squid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's lunch. <laughs> We should catch him. <laughs> How do you catch him? You need a kettle. Get a kettle. <laughs> That's the hairiest gay squid I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, before, a few seconds before their eyes met again. What? It's really nice. What else am I supposed to look at? Thanks, he said dryly. I think. He was still laughing under his breath when he looked back to the lake's surface. He sighed, crossing his arms across his chest and looking around. We're going to have to boil it before we drink it. You know, in the in um, the cock critique, we, like, all learn how to take photos. Like, yeah. I think we're all going to learn how to survive in the wilderness after this. Yeah. With a, with a yeah. raging erection for 21 days. <laughs> Our PSR is going to skyrocket <laughs> after this season. That's true. <laughs> Danny nodded in agreement, her eyes landing on a nearby cluster of river cane, and she held out her hand. Machete, please. Macaque, please. <laughs> he studied her for a beat, looking between Danny and the weapon before he handed it over. We can't put those over the fire, you know, he said, watching as she cut down several thick canes. No doubt they could catch some rainwater if they set up a few, but fire would destroy the plant before the water boiled. Danny walked back over, giving him a cheeky wink as she knelt. <laughs> That's a fart. A cheeky wink as she knelt and sat about sectioning <laughs> off one of her legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a cheeky link. <laughs> Stop. Cutting several containers that would serve some purpose, he was sure. Watch and learn, John. I know a little trick. She handed back his machete, waiting till he'd secured it away before nodding at him to pick up the two sections that now resembled tall, thick tumblers. Grab those and fill them up. She did the same and smiled merrily as they walked in silence back to the camp. Now, she said, placing her own near the fire and waiting for him to do the same. Let's see here. She stalked around the camp, crouching here and there to pick up smooth stones until both her hands were filled with them. Then she returned, placing them directly into the fire. Now we wait. He realized in a flash what she was up to and gave her an appreciative smile. I get it. If the rocks get hot enough, they'll boil the water for us. Danny nodded sagely and tapped at her temple with her finger, then at him. Wango, she sighed. (laughs) 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 The script says, bingo, she sighed. (laughs) (laughs) Leaning back against the log he'd pulled near the fire ring, adjusting the back around her neck, primly to cover the juncture of her thighs. He was silently thankful, primly, primly, to cover the juncture of her thighs. Primly. Primly. Like like dainty. Uh, This is so hard. He was silent. This is so well written. (laughs) He was silently thankful because he'd like to be able to look her in the eye. And while he was studiously avoiding anything below the navel, he couldn't rule out an accidental peak. So, she said amiably, where in the north are you from, John? He started, mildly surprised. How'd you know? He tipped her head to the side, fiddling with the end of her silver braid as she scoffed under her breath. How do you think? John smirked. Well, I don't have, hello, I'm John, and I'm from the north, tattooed on my ass. (laughs) So I guess it's my accent. 
She laughed full and bright, and he couldn't help but grin at her. I guess it's by accent. <laughs> oh, it could be my northern Midwest uh, accent. I knew it. How would you know? <laughs> I don't have, I'm from the north. You're a good guesser. Oh, is it because my all is possible ass tattoo? <laughs> Wall is possible? <laughs> As us being surprised that anyone would not know where the three of us are from, just generally. What do you mean? Why? Oh, where are we from? What gave it away? Was it my instinct to go build a casserole? (laughs) Was it these lemon bars I brought by the lake? Uh, She laughed full and bright, and he couldn't help but grin at her. Ah, you guessed it. I'm from Winterfell, but most of the time I'm up in the Flint Mountains or out beyond the wall. Her (laughs) eyes glared with interest as she twisted the tail of her braid through her fingers. Really? Doing what? Survival experiences, mostly, he said, making air quotes with his fingers, taking rich folk out into the icy wastes and showing them how to survive on snow melt and conserve body heat. Sometimes, he said, leaning forward, as though he was imparting a great secret, there's even game to catch. Mm. Ice kings. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, she frowned, her lips quirking as her eyes sparkled in the firelight. What about when there's not? Do you eat the weakest person? John grimaced, chortling as he stretched his legs out and flexed his toes, stretching his muscles. Haven't had to yet. I normally take some supplies. Most of them aren't really there to learn survival. They just want a cool vacation story to tell their friends. If I'm not handing out jerky, I'm taking pictures of them with cell phones they aren't supposed to bring. I'm not out there jerking. <laughs> they either get to jerk it or they get some jerky. <laughs> jerky or jerkins. <laughs> Pick your poison. <laughs> These are the only options beyond the wall. <laughs> if I were me, I'd have you jerk it. Personally. <laughs> but hey, that's just me, John Snow. <laughs> Personally, as an expert in survival. <laughs> if your hands are cold, you could jerk off my penis. <laughs> <laughs> we have... We've done it now. The old fire starter. <laughs> Someone added to the list of things we ruined, Jon Snow. <laughs> I know. Yep. Tip to tail. Sex symbol no more. <laughs> We've stripped him of his clothing and his <laughs> and his desirability. <laughs> Danny gave him a surprisingly understanding smile. I get it. Over and over again, she twirled the tip of her braid through the fingers as though it was some nervous habit. I actually have the same sort of job, just in much warmer climates. But cell phones are the bane of my existence. Like, are you here to learn primitive survival or get pictures for your Instagram? Pictures for my Instagram. That one. Oh, wasn't a question. (laughs) I thought that was a personal question. Oh, okay. Got it, got it. I thought you guys were just saying, what would I be doing? Cool, cool, cool. She made a disgusted noise and rolled her eyes. I've come very close to tossing several iPhones into the Lasani Sea. John laughed again, taking up a stout tree limb that he'd shaved down earlier and stoking the fire with it. I can imagine. He'd suspected she'd had some survival experience, but he found himself inordinately pleased that they had something so significant in common. Intellectually, he figured that made their chance of success, of lasting the entire 21 days almost a sure bet. Personally, though, he found it made him like her even more. She rose to her knees, her eyes on the stones and the flames, unaware of his silent musings. I think we're ready, she said, and waved him closer. Bring our beverages, good sir. With a stupid grin on his face, he complied. 
bringing over the four they had filled, watching as she expertly balanced each stone between two sticks, dropping several into each container, and smiling as a hiss sounded out. With each rock she added, John looked in the nearest, finding that, sure enough, in several moments he could see the water begin to stir, small bubbles rising as the rocks did the work of boiling and making the liquid palatable. So that's interesting. So you you heat the rocks and then throw the rocks in the water? Mm-hmm. I guess. Because they don't have a container. Yeah. Yeah, the container is like some sort of leaf thing. A reed. A reed. His mouth was so dry that his tongue felt tacky, and it was a torture to wait until the water had cooled. But finally, Danny decreed them ready to drink. She raised one, holding it aloft, clearly expecting him to do the same. Cheers, John. Day one, and we've got water, fire, and shelter. I think this is the start of an excellent partnership. She tipped her container against his, and he did the same, relaxing as he finally drank the tepid water, thinking that while it carried a bit of ashy flavor, it was the best thing he'd had to drink in some time. Cheers, Danny. The end of the episode. Cheers, Danny, indeed. Mm. Indeed. Um, what are we saying? Is your water what? Last time we said, is your PSR high or low? There we go. Also, side note, guys, we should call this the dong of ice and fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did get ice like water and fire. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. Great. There we go. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your... PSR high or low? <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Lens, where's your PSR? It's high. I really love this. I think they're really cute and they're getting along and they've like come out with it that they each like are checking each other out. So that's nice to know that it's mutual. I don't know. I feel a lot of um, good buildup happening. So my PSR is inching upwards. I think on the rise. I'm ready for a little bit of um, conflict. A little mm-hmm. bit of like, ooh, a reveal of something. They've got hardship to overcome, and then they grow even closer afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. He definitely has a hardship. <laughs> Sounds hard. Al? Oh, I think they need to pick up the pace because they need to wank before they get stank because <laughs> time is a ticking <laughs> in the survivalist journey. As you you do always say that. That is your solid piece of advice. Yeah, wank before you stank. Wank before you yeah. stank. It's like, what's your one life motto? <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. They're flirting. They're working uh, really efficiently as partners. There's got to be some some wrench is going to get thrown in. Like I can't tell if it's a character or what's going to show up that's going to be a hilarious reference back to the story. I, I don't even want to predict. Besides a big gay squid. <laughs> that gets a wrench. <laughs> so yeah, my PSR is high. Yeah, probably seven. Ooh. Oh, I forgot we did ratings. When Uh you said flirty, I thought flirty, dirty, and surviving instead of flirty, dirty, and thriving. (laughs) Love it. Um, Yes, I love it, you know, and I love that he's got a boner the whole time. Mm. So Mm -hmm. it's like being naked is sexy, having a boner is sexy. Uh, My accent is not. So um, (laughs) at least least we're trying. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Northern Lights 37, this... Such a fun story to be reading. So fun. I love that I learned the word fronds mm-hmm. and dainty. What was that one? Primly. Mm-hmm. A primly. Oh, a primly frond. Ooh, a primly frond. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I'm loving that. And yeah, it's easy. Anybody can survive a day in the wilderness with people, even if, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't be able to build a good shelter, but rapport for sure. <laughs> Connection. <laughs> Definitely. Friendships. 
friendships. <laughs> Did you guys ever camp? Were you guys campers? I was. I went for eight weeks every summer for eight summers. Yeah, but you stayed in cabins. Like that's different than camp camping. Camp. Going to summer camp is a lit, but not. We did each year? You put on musicals, Danny. <laughs> what about actual camping? <laughs> Um, I did. You would have to do like an increasingly long trip. So when I was oldest, we would do like a five day camping trip. Oh, cool. We would do in Canada, they call it portaging, but in America, it's called portaging. And you would have to carry the canoe like over land in between lakes. Mm. Canoes are heavy. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like you would either have to do it two people each taking a yoke or one person could do it when you got big enough. Like up to a mile. Wow. It was kind of hard. Yeah. How can one person bear a, a canoe? Do you mean kayak or you mean canoe? Canoes are so long. One person just is like, please. That's why Danny has such good balance because wow. he got that yeah. canoe straight and stable. Yeah. Yeah. And so much back hair. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of balance. Yes. Have you? We used to go camping in college. Uh, we used to go to Canada, to Sarnia, and we would camp on the dunes. It was like college shit storm kind we of stuff. We go to Sarnia and camp on the dunes. <laughs> on the dunes. <laughs> it all sounds made up. <laughs> I have a friend who goes camping on on riverbed dunes. Like it's like in the water, right? I've heard that that's cool. It's like sand. Can't, like waterside camping. That's fun. I've never done that. We camped when we were little. Like my family would go camping. I camped some as an adult. I like it. I wonder like because when I was doing it, I was like pretty forced too, and <laughs> kicking and screaming and like it was not my favorite. <laughs> Like, if I went back now, you know, being, like, marginally stronger maybe and choosing would I enjoy it? But I still think I would not. I would not like it now as an adult. Now that I – I mean, it was fun then because I didn't mind being dirty for a whole week and sleeping on the hard ground and just – See, I think one night a camping site that's, like – if, if like, the weather's right and it's not too hot, you're at a place that's not too buggy, you bring – blow up air mattresses for your tent and you sleep one night, it's a lovely experience, but like multiple. No, no. As long as it's not too hot or anything like that. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Matt and I, this is years ago now. It was probably, God, like maybe nine years ago. We camped all the way up the West side of Michigan into the upper peninsula and came down through Wisconsin and camped. And that was really fun. It was uh, me, Matt and Moki. And we like, we had to set up the tent every night and we move locations and we went kayaking and you know up in the upper peninsula like it was a delightful experience but by the fourth night after sleeping you know the air mattress only stays inflated for so long and then you basically wake up on the ground and yeah 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 and then the temperature is too cold one night it's too hot the other yeah it was uh it's bad don't think I would go back maybe the way you said it just the perfect temperature bug free (laughs) One night. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think the key is a shorter amount of time because yeah. otherwise you just start getting crabby. And then like in the daytime, you're just like sitting and like, I have to be able to access water. I've got a, I've got a checklist of what would make it. <laughs> so basically not camping. Basically <laughs> perfect camping. On-site casino. Yeah. <laughs> Private restroom. Concierge service, a busboy. Other than that, it's great. Guys, what a great story. I'm so excited. Poster songs and music league. Uh-huh. Everybody should have access. And stick around for a different kind of music league. Yeah. The beautiful remix from Joel. And we will see you guys next week, Naked and Afraid. Bye. See ya.
For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals.